It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolist, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey everyone, Kyle Meredith here. We're taking a few weeks off here at Kyle Meredith With, but wanted to thank you for listening in this year by sharing some of our favorite interviews from 2022. We'll be back with brand new episodes on January 6th, but for now, here's my chat with Avril Lavigne. Can you hear me? Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With, the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series and the episode. Uh, If you're a first-timer or just a a returning visitor, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Three interviews a week, a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to talk once again with Avril Lavigne, this time about a mo- or about a new album, rather, uh, about a movie, too. We'll get to that in a minute, but about a new album called Love Sucks. It's a new album that features a full-on pop rock, pop punk sound, and also finds, uh, the, uh, finds her teaming up with Travis Barker of Blink-182. Now, Avril's going to discuss what it was like to write an album about the downside of relationships while simultaneously falling in love with Mod Sun, who also does uh, some production and co-writing work on here, uh, how the original plan was actually to do a double album and still has intentions of releasing the other half of the record, uh, she says, soon after this one right here. We're also going to get into the empowerment within the songs, duetting with Machine Gun Kelly, and as she says, fangirling over Blink-182's Mark Hoppus, who also makes an appearance vocally here on Mark's song, of all titles. Uh, We're also going to get to hear about what it was like to reconnect with that early sound, the Skater Boy movie that she's filming, and what the 20th anniversary of her debut album, Let's Go, will look like this year. Let's do it, talking about Love Sucks, it's Kyle Meredith with Avril Lavigne. Hello. First off, you got this new record. It's called Love Sucks. And every single song on here is like a single. It's like every every one of the songs could have be the lead single. It's kind of an incredible record. Congratulations. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like a really nice thing to hear. Um, I'm really proud of all the songs. And I did write like 
30 plus songs. So I had a ton to pick from and put my favorites on here. But yeah, I'm really excited for that, for this album, Love Sucks. I'm, I'm amped on it. Yeah. So, so here you are, you know, with a sound that, you know, a lot of us are familiar with you. Some of us have been wanting you to, to try out again. When did you know that you were going to do this record? Uh, I guess in 2020, I, I, I had a conversation with Travis Barker. He's like, what are you doing? Are you writing songs? Like, let's get together. And then I linked up with Modson and John Feldman started writing with them. And at the time, like I didn't have a record label and or managers. And I just like, all these, I was connecting with all these people and friends in the scene. And um, it just felt like a great time for me to like make this type of record. I feel like this is a record I've always wanted to make. Yeah, that's that's, that's interesting too, because again, here you are with, you know, it's, it's a very strong pop punk record, like almost front to back yeah. entirely. So when you're going into these, this, this type of songs, when you're writing the songs for the album, like, what was that process? Like, immediately knowing you were going to lean into that? Yeah, like I like I was saying, like, I felt like my had, tour had been canceled because of the pandemic. And we're all, like, sitting at home. And I was realizing how much I love playing live. And thinking about the tour and the energy and the energy of, like, all of my shows throughout the years. And this is, like, my seventh album. So, um just all of my concerts, it just has this like feeling like this energy in my live shows. And like, that's kind of what this body of work is. Like, I feel like these songs are meant for like one of my shows live. Um, and um, yeah, and conceptually, Love Sucks is the album title, but that's also the title of one of the, one of the first songs that I wrote for this album. And because like, that's how I was feeling at the time. I was like, over love, I was like burnt out on it. And I was like, okay. Um, and and that was like my headspace that I was in. So I wrote Love Sucks and then I talked to the guys in the studio and we kind of like tapped into all that. But like you were saying, like it kind of has sort of like one, one tone through this whole album and it's just like loud guitars not holding back. The songs are anthemic. Um, writing from like my perspective a female's perspective i feel like um the songs are empowering and um and it's the album's really lighthearted and it's kind of fun it's interesting i was uh you know checking out social media's twitters and yours and of course i end up on mod sons as well you know looking at the videos but there's there's a line on there about talking about falling for each other during the record and i thought what an inter interesting juxtaposition i don't know if that's the right word but uh to to be writing you know, an album called Love Sucks and at the same time maybe experiencing something new. Like, like, what was that like? I mean, it was something I tried to like, I like, what? okay, like I, I met Maude and I was like actually telling him and Feldy, like, I was like, this is where I'm at. I'm over love. Like, I need a minute. I need a break. Like, I'm just going to focus on me. And we're like writing about it. But then like, pretty much immediately like Maude and I had a connection and we started dating and like couldn't really help it but like I was like whatever I'm just gonna go with it this is fun it feels good and like we all just like had a blast together and so yeah like during that process like 
you know, that I ended up in a relationship and you, and there are then a couple songs on the album where I open up and like hit tap into a different emotion and become more vulnerable in like the one kind of like mellow balladish song called Dare to Love. And that's like a song that I wrote when I was going through that. Um, and it was like actually really hard for me to kind of go there again. Cause I was just so just like over it and like, um, I really, I guess, had my walls up. Like, why wouldn't I, though? I don't blame myself for some of the stuff I've been through and in love and all and the ups and downs. And um, but ultimately, like, yeah, I do want to be in love and in a relationship. And so, like, there's like a couple love songs then after that um, came to life <laughs> on the record. Well, Dare to Love, especially, yeah, it, it does stand out because it gives that break. I mean, when it hits, because it sounds different, does remind me a little bit of what you did maybe on the last record you yeah. know it, the, the bridge in that way but but as you talk about like around 30 songs like were, were there more of those that um sort of broke the, the the sound and that's why you didn't shift towards them no they were kind of like all like i could have made a double album with this whole spirit and that was my plan and that's what i wanted to do um and i have some really uh, some favorites that didn't even make the like I had literally could put out another record right after this one and I, I'm in love with all of the songs um but yeah dare to love me I didn't want to put on this record <laughs> I was like I don't like really want to do this and the guys loved it and they're like this is our favorite song you have to put this on the record and I was like fine you win <laughs> But I was just like in a different place. I was just like, you know what? It's I just wanna the last album was very just like like a lot of ballads. It was really deep. It was really emotional and in some ways like heavy. And like I did what I needed to do for me at that point in my life, like creatively. And then like I was just like, I'm here, I wanna have fun, I wanna rock, and I wanna play I can't wait to go out on tour and um these songs have just like so much energy and their anthems and yeah. Well, you, you had said even there, there's, you know, beyond just love sucks and breakups and stuff like that, you know, there is that standing up for yourself, the empowerment part of it. Like you, that part didn't have to be there and you chose that to be there. And I think that's important that you're you're highlighting that too. When you're writing those songs, like, is that something that you, you say, but, you know, there has to be the strong part of me in these songs or, or is that something that just came natural? That's something that comes natural and that I feel like has stuck with me with all of my songs and the songs are empowering like like bite me the first single it's like you know knowing when to say no it's like a guy who's coming back wants a second chance and you you know having like knowing your self-worth and um being able to say no to that but it's also like fun because it's like yeah and i'm gonna be the one who got away <laughs> And there's there's that interesting with the uh, the track with uh, Machine Gun Kelly, how you do the back and forth on that. I think that's really one of the interesting parts because for as much as you give your point of view, you open it up to, you know, every story or every every argument has two stories or whatever the phrase is. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really funny because like I'm talking singing about how like boys lie, and like you know, complaining about men. And he's like, wait a minute, bitch, because girls lie too. <laughs> so it's kind of genius. It's like a duet, but we get to sing back and forth at each other. And it has like a truthful message like that we all go through 
and um and just again like make it super lighthearted and it is what it is like love is not easy relationships are not easy we all know that we're all out here just trying to do our best well it's fun i mean the, the whole record like i said it goes through that and 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 again to hit on that sound again for you coming back specifically to this you know after so long is it is it like slipping into an old outfit or is it brand new clothes that just harken back to the day I feel like myself and like I feel like when I was discovering myself musically probably like when like my first year of high school and like buying CDs for the first time and discovering like other bands and and like really like figuring out what I liked musically and stuff like I was gravitating towards like bands with like that were a little more um guitar driven rock and roll like uh blank 182 and green day goo goo dolls matchbox 20 um and i wanted to play guitar and um i wanted to write my songs and so that was the music that i really as a young teenager started to probably shape me as an artist um and so making an album that's you know whatever you want to call it pop rock pop punk guitar, heavy guitars live drums it's like, like this is so me like this is what i love this is like um this is that the attitude and spirit you hear on like all my concerts live and so it felt it was just like easy and like working with this group of guys these musicians from this scene that I collaborated with on the album, it was just so effortless. Like I felt like everyone just totally knew me. I felt like I was hanging out with a group of like people that I went to high school with. Like we like all just kind of can relate to each other. We come from the same sort of like type of background and they all just like, I felt like we all comp complimented each other and they all really got me and it was just like easy. That definitely the most fun, which is why there's two albums. <laughs> <laughs> eventually hopefully yes because we were done the first one and i was like no 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 no. this is way too much fun and we were all like no let's just keep going like i, I was like i never want this experience to end <laughs> was interesting too because you know knowing that you were working with travis on here and then hearing the sounds i hadn't looked at the track list and i thought yeah it's probably inescapable that that i'm gonna think about blink 182 and, and with some of the songs like that sound is there and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if Mark was on here? And then, oh my God, Mark is on here. That's his voice. You've got him on Mark's song. Tell me about what, how that happened. And, and well, tell me anything about that. And just so cool. Like one of the coolest sessions. Like I was like, I was like, I'll admit, like I was like fangirling out of it. Like I looked at Maude and Feldy and I was like, I'm freaking out. Like, and I never do that. I was like, this is amazing. Like. So he uh, he hit up Feldy and was like wanting to do write a song and at the time we had to write it on Zoom uh, because of the pandemic and um, and working with him was an amazing experience. I watched him um, just like write his parts, come up with his parts, record his parts. Like he's like a great engineer, songwriter, producer, like performer, player. Like he does it all. And uh, so we wrote a fun song together. And I'm really stoked to have a collaboration with him. Well, especially like this is the first time we've been able to hear Mark, you know, since he recovered, since he came back. Like that was, it was like a, I don't know what to say, a hallelujah moment or whatever, but it was a big moment. 
Absolutely. And like we had actually written this song and worked on it before he went through that too. So, but I'm just so happy to see him like back and like working and like I just did an interview with him the other day. So yeah, I have so much love and respect for him. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Well, with this all coming at the same time, well-timed, whether it was meant to be or not, on the 20th anniversary of that first record of Let's Go, did you... Did you ever take the opportunity to have any of these songs, like speak to those other, other songs, like, you know, sequels, continuations, whatever you want to call it, but, but that opportunity was there if you wanted it. When I heard Deja Vu, and you, you like I'm taking the line out of context, but you said I sang these songs, uh, I, I, I sang this song a thousand times. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if you wanted to, any of these songs, any of these new songs could reference that record and, and those yeah. songs. And wouldn't that be a great link? But uh, but I don't know if that was even something on your mind. Um, no, that's like a really good idea. <laughs> Third album. I think like songs like Boys Lie is like a bit of a nod to Skater Boy with the B-O-I. Um, yeah. And then there are 
a couple like you just reminded me that deja vu there's so many songs that i kind of forgot deja vu was on this record yeah so there are a couple songs that i did kind of like go back and like reference like being 16 and in high school and stuff but that's not on this album and i think i'm gonna save it for the skater boy movie that i'm working on right now right oh right. i remember hearing skater about that movie. yeah yeah so what's 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 the news on that? You you this is a this is a movie that like yeah, takes so the song further or what? No, it's just like based on the storyline of the film pretty much and at the moment and writing the script at the moment and working with somebody super talented, can't like say their name yet, but I'm really excited. And yeah, turning Skater Boy into a movie. And when I did when I had an interview with Mark Hoppus the other day, I was like, you have to make it an appearance in the film. And he told me he would. So when you say movie though, you're you're talking like feature, you're not talking like extended music video, right? No, a real film. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. And that's yeah, that's gonna be fun. Like I'm producing it, like and like helping develop it. So so I, I would just ask real quick then with with you know, as we talk about it being the 20th anniversary, I'm sure this tour is gonna be all about love sucks, sure, but but are you taking moments? Is there special anniversary celebrations to go along with this? So like um, the anniversary, the 20th anniversary is like June 4th. And I think June 3rd, I'm doing like the getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And we'll be celebrating around that. And then I think like, I have to figure that out. I have to like either like on the tour, because I'm touring this year, I'm like either like, do I start playing more songs also from the first album? Or maybe I'll just have some shows in some like, like more intimate venues that are just like just the first album. So yeah, I'll be celebrating for sure. When I went back to listen to that, you know, for fun, it's a record I've heard so many times anyway, but kind of listening with it with, you know, the lens of this interview and thinking, you know, for what people talked about your sound back then, like this record, like, because you had, you actually did have other sounds. You had lots of sounds present on Let's Go. You know, I look back at Tomorrow Comes to Mind, Unwanted, you know, stuff like that. Like Love Sucks actually has more of that than Let's Go did, mm -hmm. which is fun. Yeah, I feel like the first album and like a lot of my albums and my music is diverse. Like I love nothing more than a, a loud distorted guitar and like, rock music rock influenced inspired music and doing that on stage but i also love to switch it up with like a gnarly emotional like heartfelt ballad every now and then like um my song i'm with you from my first album it's just like it's a really magical song it's like emotional and when i perform that on stage like i can't like the audience's reaction it's just so incredible like at my show to see people go from like moshing like raging rocking out fist pumping to crying and like that's so incredible as a songwriter to see people go like have be attached to the songs have memories with it to relate to it with their own personal stories in their life even though i wrote it about something different in mine and that's the power of music well you talk about that touring and i'll, I'll close with this too but uh one of those stops it looks like is that festival that everybody's talking about though when we were young which what an amazing lineup as we talk about this type of music you know coming around yeah. uh <laughs> no, I'm so excited to play this festival in Vegas, the When We Were Young Festival. Like, I'm super amped just to like hang out with all these cool bands, see some friends and music, and just 
get back up on stage and do my thing. Yeah, well, I am so looking forward to hearing how these new songs on Love Sucks comes to life. And eventually maybe another album of this type of stuff too, but uh, because yeah. you've, yeah, you've whetted our appetites anyway, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on this it's so great to have another record from you it always is and avril thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it thank you so much we'll see you around okay bye now the last time avril and i got to talk was just a couple years ago in 2020 she had released a, a one-off single called uh, we are warriors uh she it was a song that was originally on uh, the album before it and she rewrote the anthem as a tribute to the uh, frontline workers uh, and how we, we talked about how she's been able to keep the uh, the anthem-sized ideas personal and so much more. So we'll get into that one. Uh, I'm going to put that one here as part two, Kyle Meredith with Avril Lavigne. Hi. It's a pleasure to talk to you, uh, and especially behind such, uh, you know, powerful music that you've got out there right now. It's it's really been, you know, I can say Warriors was a powerful song to begin with. I know it's become a, a bit even more so uh, recently. Uh, and that's what I thought I would start with. Because you, you've repurposed this song for the current movement. What did it originally stand for for you uh, versus what it has become? So I initially wrote Warrior about my own health battle um, with Lyme disease a few years back. And now that we're going through what we're going through in the world with COVID-19, you know, just like seeing all of the frontline workers, they um, what they're doing and how they're all stepping up and holding the world together. They are the warriors of today. So after my tour got canceled, I was like trying to figure out something that I could do just like musically or creatively to give back. So I took the song Warrior, re-recorded it, changed it to We Are Warriors in honor of the frontline workers. Did all that from home and put together a, like a powerful music video using current footage of what's going on today. And the proceeds of the song to We Are Warriors goes to my foundation and Project Hope and in supplying PPE for medical workers around the world. Which is which is fantastic. I mean, a, a lot of artists are, are trying to figure out, you know, how to use their platforms right now. And it's amazing that you're doing something like this. When, when you have a song like that, I, I think it's safe to call this, you know, an, an anthem uh, as it was in the beginning and especially now. These are big, broad words. How have you found out to make an anthem personal? Because that can't be an easy thing. That's because I guess because I'm writing my songs and I write my songs, especially like this last album, Head Above Water, which is like so about like so personal. All my songs like are, but this is on a very deep level of like what I was going through in my life at that time. Like my album, the Head Above Water album was so healing for me and like I didn't know if I would be doing music anymore with like what I had gone through with like my health struggle and I came out turning to music and and like writing songs without even trying to write them so like Head Above Water and Warrior were the first two songs I wrote that were just like on my heart just about me fighting and trying to survive what I was going through and like the beauty of music is that it can mean different things to different people and like with this song warrior it's taking on a whole new life of its own and it's like now has a whole new meaning with like what's going on in the world today and that's that's what i do i just turn to to music and i write about what i'm going through for this album for for head above water to have been written in real time the way it was and and to really document your your own journey i thought 
you know, some artists write about, you know, moments where they're looking back and some artists write about a fictional character study. But to be something that was written so much in real time, do you perceive the earlier songs different than the ones that did come towards the end? Like, can you see the journey in that way? Yeah, like other songs, there are, it's just like the two songs are about my health battle, and then the other songs are like some of them are like relationships, sort of different, like different other things I've gone through in my life. Like, um, it was in me, it's like about like believing in yourself and like listening to your gut, or like all along. Like, Dumb Blonde is a, sort of like about just like female empowerment. I touched on a bunch of different subjects on this album that, like, maybe I didn't totally hit on before. Like, before my, <laughs> a lot of the songs are like teen angst, like boy bashing, and I'm all about that. But, like, this album was just like, there's like a lot of growth. I'm in a different point in my life, and I was going through different stuff, and I sort of like expressed myself like raw and in other ways. And what's cool is I've been at home now at this time, too, and just, like, creating so much and, still, like, writing other songs, and it's so different than that album. So that's it's all about just, like, um, tapping into, like, what you're going through. And I try to just be sincere with my music, and that's the only way that – that's the way I like it the most, but I just kind of, like, what I'm feeling at the time. Well, there's uh, there's so many musical touch points and different styles all over the record, as, as you've said. I feel like – you know, a song like Tell Me It's Over really shows an interesting direction for you. Uh, I, I don't know if that's something that you're you're looking to explore more in the future, but uh, I, I certainly hope so. Um, how, did, how did you come upon the sound of that one with, with Tell Me It's Over? I wrote Tell Me It's Over with, it was like a concept idea that Ryan Cabrera brought to me. Um, it was like, I was wanting to do some um, soulful music and kind of hit on some like jazz vibes. So with Crush and Tell Me It's Over, those two do that. And we had picked the producer, Johan Carlson, and sat with him and explained the direction. Um, just like musically, I got to sort of like expand sonically, stylistically on, on this album and just sing my butt off more and just like kind of go back down to my roots. Like grew up starting in church and country fairs and stuff like that and so I really got to kind of go back to that stylistically a little bit um and have fun with like a more soulful sound I mean yeah I would definitely like to do a little more of that in the future for sure I, I'd read about you talking about, you know, going into this record. One of the reasons why it took a little bit longer was that you had trouble finding the right producers who were the right fit. And I kind of yeah. wonder, you know, you do write your own songs and not every artist does, especially in pop. You do. Could there be a record in the future that's completely self-produced? Or, you know, is that something that could happen? At this point, yeah, it could happen. But it sort of like is hard for me because I'm writing the song. Like, I like to be able to have somebody else produce it, and then I can focus on performing. Um, I do produce. Like, I produced I Fell in Love with the Devil, literally because I couldn't get a producer for it. Because, like, I just, like, it was so hard to find producers that wanted to, like, take songs that they weren't a part of writing. And it was important to me to, like, so I would have to, like, give all my percentages up as a writer to, like, all these different producers. Like, it was so annoying. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. But that was the one song where I was like, I'm doing this on my own and, like, writing and producing it. And that was fun. And I did that at my house. And I, I don't mind doing that. It just, like, takes, like, a lot. So if I'm up for it, for sure. Like, I co-produced We Are Warriors. So that's, that's the song I produced. And I produced I Fell in Love with the Devil. And that's 
fun, but I'll, I love having somebody who can just take over the track because then it inspires me to like finish the song too. So it depends on every song sort of different. It's like some I like to write at the piano, some I like to do at the guitar, some I like to like 75% of it on my own. And then I'm like, I want to bring someone in to like help finesse it. Sometimes I like start songs brand new, like right, like fresh on the spot with somebody else. So it's like every every time it's different. One thing that was really impressive about this record is considering the things that you're talking about, singing about, it's not a sad album. Uh, which I think could have been a very different road to take for a lot of people. This could have been a sad album for them. What kept you from going that direction for it to to be the exact opposite of that? I'm a strong person, and I like to have the message of strength in my music so that I can look at the situation in, in the eye and keep moving forward. And that's how we have to be in life, like through different things we go through, whether it's like, troubles in a relationship or like with your health or like whatever it is you're trying to figure out what direction you're going in your life or not and like I like my message to my fans to be inspirational so that people can like feel good and get strength and and like encourage them and that's what I love about We Are Warriors is I hope that it there's some inspiration in there for people during this time in the world that people I hope that it brings I hope that it brings hope <laughs> and um, makes people feel good and encourages people and just sort of also just really wanted to express and show my gratitude and honor the um, frontline workers, too. Well, it's great to see what you're doing, and especially with a song like this, you know, something that was personal and, and, and giving it to those those folks out there. Thank you for doing that, uh, putting some good in the world. And Avril, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about it today. It's a, It's been a real pleasure. Yes, it's great to have the song be able to evolve like that. And thank you so much for taking the time today. It's lovely speaking with you. You too. Take care. Stay safe. Take care. Right, bye. bye. And again, my thanks, Avril Levine. The new album is called Love Sucks. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the uh, the series and the episode. Uh, please, please, please hit the subscribe button before you get out of here for three interviews a week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones as well at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, mostly on Twitter, but uh, also occasionally Facebook and Instagram, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Consequence Podcast Network. (laughs) It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.